0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Bible study tonight from the Gospel of St. John, starting from verse 18 to the end of the chapter. John 15 to the end of the chapter. Uh, After the Lord gave his body and his blood to the disciples, on Covenant Thursday. Then actually, he took them to the Mount Olive, and he started to prepare them for uh, his suffering, and also uh, to give them some final uh, commandments before uh, he delivered himself by his own will to the suffering. so, chapter 15 was the discourse that our Lord gave to the disciple in Mount Olive, just few uh, hours or maybe few minutes before Judas and the soldiers came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. In the first part of chapter 15, he spoke about the importance of abiding in him and him abiding in us. Uh, And he said, I am the vine, my father is the vine dresser, and you are the branches. And he explained to us, to abide in him means to love him. And to love him means to keep his commandment. So if we keep his commandment, this means we love him. And if we love him, we will abide in him and he will abide in us. Then actually, from verse 18 to the end of the chapter, he spoke about the hatred of the world. So after he spoke about the love that should be binding all of us together and binding us with the Holy Trinity, he speak about the hatred of the world. As if he is saying, in order to be strong and to be able to face the hatred of the world, you need to love one another and to love me and my love abide in you also. So, verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So, he has spoken of their close union with himself and of their love to each other. Now he proceeds in the remainder of the chapter to speak about their relationship to the world. And there is a very strong contrast between love as he mentioned in verse 17, and hatred in verse 18. Verse 17, he told them, these things I command you that you love one another. Then in verse 18, if the world hates you, you can see the contrast between these two words. Hatred is the characteristic of Satan and the pillar of his kingdom the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness just as love is the characteristic of Christ's kingdom and the characteristic of God himself because God is love so no wonder that those who love the world hate the kingdom of Christ even without cause Simply because this is their nature. If they don't know God, then they don't know love. So they will be hating one another. And here the Lord said, the world will hate you if the world hates you. The word, world, comes in the Bible with so different meaning." For example in John 3:16 for God so loved the world and here says the world hates you in the first uh, letter of John the conclusion of the catholic letters do not love the world or the things which are in the world so based on the context we understand what does this word mean when we read in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world here means the human being in the world God loved all of us that's why he offered his son on the cross as a sacrifice for us but here when he said the world hates you means the wicked men the evildoers, the children of Satan, in opposition to good men, the believers. Definitely, nobody is without sin. All of us who are sinners. But when I said wicked men or evildoers, those actually who do not repent, those who abide in sin, And they hate the light. They hate the commandment of God. Simply, they are earthly. And they take pleasure in nothing but worldly things. And pursue pursue nothing but worldly goals. So in the Catholic letter, when we hear, do not love the world, means the lusts of the world, the pleasures of the world the earthly things that can distract us from the love of God. So, now the Lord Jesus Christ wants to comfort them regarding this fact, the world hates you. So, how he comforted them? He told them, if the world hates you, You know that it hated me before it hated you. So, as if the Lord is saying, as the followers of Christ, we need to know that we are exposed to the hatred of the world as our Father, as Jesus Christ, our uh, leader, And the author of our salvation was hated by the world. This actually, it is not a small consolation for us. If we know that as the world hated the Lord Jesus Christ, He also hates us. We are participating, we are partakers in His suffering. And if we are partakers in His suffering, we will also be partakers in his glory. If we suffer with him, we we are glorified with him. Uh, So, instead of being troubled by the thought that the world hates us and persecutes us, no, we should rejoice. Because it is a proof to us That we are walking in the same way that the Lord Jesus Christ walked before us. So when we are persecuted, this is actually an evidence that I am following the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 19 he said, If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. I chose you out of the world. The word church in Greek means ekklesia ekklesia ek means out. Ecclesia called. So Ecclesia, those who are called out of the world. So here, when the Lord said, I chose you out of the world, I called you in order to get out of the world and to form the body of Christ. That is the Ecclesia. This is the church. I called you out of the world. So, the emphasis here that we do not belong to the world we don't have the spirit of the world we don't follow the principles of the world we don't do the same practices as the world we're different as saint paul also in romans chapter 12 said do not be conformed. do not be conformed to the children of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So as if the Lord is saying, if you are like the children of the world, like them, vain, earthly, sensual, given to pleasure, wealth, false ambition, then the world will not oppose you but because you are influenced and because you follow different principles the Christian principle that's why the world hates you because you are motivated and driven by the love of God by life of holiness and godliness not by the love of sin that's why the world hates you so <coughs> The life of a true Christian silently condemns the world, condemns the evil world. Therefore, the world has no other way but to resent those who do not take part in its evil. We are different from the rest of the world. And the true followers of Christ should stand out from the rest of the world. Verse 20 Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecu- also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. <laughs> if you notice from verse 18 to verse 21, the Lord Jesus Christ repeated the hatred of the world to the disciples. And this is actually is a rejection for the Lord Jesus Christ Himself and His Word. He repeated this in verse 18, when He said, it hated me before you. In verse 19, uh, I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. In verse 20, uh, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. In verse 21, they will do So to you, for my name's sake. So in these four verses, the emphasis, we are persecuted because we follow Christ and the world rejected Christ and rejected his word. That's why in order to comfort them under the hatred of the world, he's asking them to remember his word, which word? A servant is not greater than his master. As he told them, remember, a servant is not greater than his master. In in the beginning of this chapter, actually in, in in verse 15, he told them, No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. That's verse 15. Now in verse uh, 20, he is calling them servants. A servant is not greater than his master. So is there contradiction here? Of course not. Uh, the Lord actually calls us friends, beloved. But it is suitable for us to remember always that we are his servant. That's why Peter, Paul, in their letters, the introduction, Paul, born servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter, the same. In the book of Revelation, John, he called himself servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God, in his humbleness, he calls us friends brothers, beloved, but we should not forget that we are his servants." And in this verse, he did not actually start by telling them that they will be persecuted. But he started by saying, speaking about his own persecution, about the hardship and the persecution that he himself will endure. So, as if he is putting himself at the forefront of the battle between light and darkness. I am your leader in this battle. They persecuted me before they will persecute you. So, our suffering or our persecution is only a share in the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he said, remember, a servant is not greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Just you are partakers, participant. And if they kept my word, they will keep your also. So in your ministry, people who will keep your word as if they kept my own word. Because my, your word is my word. As the apostles, as the preachers of his word. And also for their consolation, in verse 21, he said, for my name's sake. So the emphasis here, all this persecution, should not take it personally. It's because of his name's sake. Because we follow him. So Satan actually, attacks Christ in us. You remember when the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Paul before his uh, conversion? He told him, "Soul, soul, why do you persecute me? He did not say, my children. Because all persecution is directed to the Lord Jesus Christ and his children. Uh, And in verse 21, he said, But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me, him the father. They do not know the father who sent me. So one of the main reasons of the world hatred for believers is the ignorance and lack of knowledge. But the lack of knowledge here because of of their pride God revealed himself but they closed their eyes they closed their ears lest they believe in him and know him. (laughs) So here the lack of knowledge or the ignorance is intentional. It is their own choice, God revealed himself to the people, but those in the darkness, they loved the darkness more than the light. So he told them, they do not know God, God the Father, who sent the Lord Jesus Christ. St. Yes. Augustine says, he said this, they hate me and you, They persecute me and you. As your word is mine, they do not obey it. Verse 22 If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now, they have no excuse for their sin so here the emphasis when the Lord said in verse 21 because they do not know him who sent me this knowledge again not because nobody informed them nobody revealed the father to them that's why he said if I had not come and spoken to them and revealed the father to them They would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sins. So, in this verse, uh, and actually from verses 22 to 25, our Lord Jesus Christ shows the sinfulness of the world hatred. Because it was in the face of his revelation to them, both by word and by work in verse 22 I've spoken, that's word in verse 24 if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin so the Lord actually revealed to them both by word and by work so they have no excuse so again This ignorance, they chose to be ignorant of the knowledge of God. God revealed himself by word and by work, but they rejected this knowledge. So, if the Lord Jesus Christ did not come, they wouldn't be guilty of any sin, No, definitely they would be guilty of sin but not of this sin the sin of rejecting the Son of God the sin of not believing that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God but since he had come they demonstrated hatred of Jesus Christ and in doing this they also demonstrated hatred of his father, God the Father his life made it obvious that there was no excuse for their sins his life, his teaching his work his life proved without question that he was the son of God one time he told them Who among you can convict me of any sin? Nobody can convict me of any sin. And nobody from Adam to the end of the ages can say this question except the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is the Holy One who is separated from the sinners. In Acts, Chapter 17, verse 30 and 31, we read that God actually overlooked the time of ignorance. God overlooked the time of ignorance. In Acts 17, verse 30 and 31. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained has given assurance (laughs) of this to all by raising him from the dead. So we differentiate two types of ignorance here. Ignorance that I am not responsible for I never heard about The Lord Jesus Christ Nobody Taught me About the Lord Jesus Christ So These times of ignorance God Has overlooked them As We we read in, in, in Acts chapter 17 But now after God revealed Himself through His Son, you have no excuse not to believe in the Son. That's why He said, if I did not come, you will not have any sin. Because God overlooked the times of ignorance. But now because I came and revealed the Father to you and revealed the Holy Trinity to you, you have no excuse. As if he is saying, if I did not come, your sin would have belonged to the time of ignorances, which God had overlooked them. But now, you are actively, positively, intentionally, rejecting this knowledge. Willfully, you are rejecting the knowledge of the truth. Verse 23 He who hates me hates my father also. So, hatred against the disciples, our hatred is hatred against. The Lord Jesus Christ. Because they are the representative of Christ. And hatred against the Lord Jesus Christ is hatred against the Father. Because the Father is the one who sent the Son to the world. God is love. And those who hate God, they hate love. And their hearts will be hardened verse 24 if I had not done among them the works which no one else did no one else did they would have no sin again they would have no sin but now they have seen and also hated both me and my father So, I did not come only and speak to the people. But also, I have done works that no other one had done. The miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ surpassed all the miracles of the prophets. And surpassed them in their number and in their nature you read the the four Gospels and they brought him many people blind, lame, deaf, uh, demon possessed and he laid his hand on them and he healed them how many? actually countless so the miracles of our Lord surpassed all the prophets in the number and the nature in addition he did all these miracles by his own power Uh, he spoke and it was done lathers come out and he came out from the tomb by his own power so how they received these miracles they accused him as a blasphemer he made himself equal to God as the one who is breaking the law, he he does not keep the Sabbath, and he is a sinner, he is out of his mind, that's how they received all these miracles. So, their hatred led them to ascribe the highest good to the power of evil. One time they said, he is casting out demons by Baal Zabub, the head of the demons. So, the works and the word of our Lord Jesus Christ had the ability to soften their heart. But because of their rejection, his words and uh, his work not directly provoked, provoked their malice because they rejected his word, they rejected his work so they started to, to think how to kill him they took counsel to kill him, they took up stones to stone him one time they wanted to throw him uh, from the cliff and one of the interesting observations after the Lord Raised Lazarus. They wanted to kill him. As if if they killed Lazarus. The Lord would not be able to raise him again. So. They hated God. As God. They hated goodness and truth. Just because. It is goodness and truth. Because they loved the darkness. More than the light. And this actually, their condemnation. They loved the darkness more than love of God. Verse 25. But this happened, that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. They hated me without a cause. Uh, this passage uh, refers to Psalm 69, verse 4. But also, we can find, find the hated me without cause in other psalms, like Psalm thirty-five, nineteen, Psalm 109, verse 3, and Psalm 119, verse 161. They had no reason for their sin. That's why they hated him without a cause. Uh, yes, if we applied this verse, they hated me without cause, on Moses, on Isaiah, on David. Yes, we can apply these words on all of these people who suffered for the sake of God. But this word, they hated me without cause were completely fulfilled in the one sinless sufferer, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is the Holy One separate from the sins their hatred has no ground yet it fulfilled the prophecies in their own law which had predicted that the Lord Jesus Christ will be hated and rejected by his own. The last two verses, verse 26 and 27. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also, will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Uh, So here the Lord Jesus Christ wants to assure them that when they start their ministry as witnesses of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, will support their ministry. So the Spirit of Truth is bearing witness of the Son and also, inspired by the Holy Spirit, they also bear witness of the Son. The Holy Spirit is the advocate whom the son will send from the father Uh, and he is also the spirit of the truth proceeding from the father and his witness because he proceeds from the father sent by the father and the son so his witness will be the witness of the father also and here i want to differentiate between Proceeding and sending. When we speak about proceeding procession of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit proceeds only from the Father. It's clear in John chapter 15. And the Orthodox Church have claimed this text as proving the procession of the Holy Spirit from the Father only. And... uh, This is different from the Catholic Church that added to the creed and we believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son. Actually, this addition theologically is incorrect because the Son is begotten from the Father and the Holy Spirit Proceed from the Father. If the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Son also, then there are two fathers, not only one Father. And this will cause confusion in the Holy Trinity. Um, and the Son, Son in Latin is Filiochi. So this is known as the controversy of Filiochi. And this separated the east from the west, and known in the history book by the greatest schism in the church in the 11th century. So that's procession. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. But sending, sending, procession actually is eternal. So he proceeds from the Father before all ages. And this procession is a continuous process. So, the Holy Spirit proceeds. We don't say proceeded and ended. Proceeds from the Father. At the filiation of the Son, the Son is begotten from the Father. It's a continuous process. But sending, the Son sent the Holy Spirit from the Father And the Son sent it in the fullness of time, in the day of Pentecost. So, sending is under the terms of time, but proceeding is actually before the time. The Son sent the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is not proceeding from the Son. So the Holy Spirit is sent from the Father and the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, join the Father in sending the Holy Spirit. And such language is very important. To know that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are three distinct living beings. A man called Sibelius. He said that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three names for the same God. And the church excommunicated him. This is heresy. He said in the Old Testament, we called God the Father. In his incarnation, we called God the Son. Then when he descended on the Holy Spirit like tongues of fire, he is the Holy Spirit. We call him the Holy Spirit. Three names to one being. This is heresy. The heresy of Sibelius. (coughs) Unfortunately, in the mind of many of us, they perceive the Holy Trinity as one God and these are just three different names of the same God because we grew up in a non-Christian country so we used to emphasize the oneness of God God is one and because of this emphasis actually many people don't understand that God is three three hypostases distinct The Father is not the Son. And the Son is not the Holy Spirit. Yes, the three are one. But they are distinguished from each other. And I think verse 26 here is very clear. When the Helper comes, whom I, the Son, shall send you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. You can see the three hypostases here, very distinct from each other. Yes, they are one, but the three are clearly identified, distinguished, distinct from each other. Uh, We the believers, we are taught and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Until now, when we read the Holy Scripture, the Holy Scripture actually, when we read it, the Holy Spirit accompanies every word. And this is our understanding of inspiration. Inspiration did not happen in the first century when the authors of the scripture were writing and then ended. No. The Holy Spirit until now, when we read or hear the word of God, accompany the word. That's why the word of God is a living word. uh, And effective. So, we are taught and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. No one can... Say that Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. That's why when we bear testimony, when we bear witness to the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation, also it is under the influence and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, you also will bear witness. You also will bear witness. So, the apostles themselves will bear witness of the things which they had seen and heard as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there is another testimony, the testimony by the Holy Spirit who is working in them. That's why the Lord refused that they start their ministry unless they receive power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes upon them he told them don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high then you can start St. Augustine says in the previous words the Lord strengthens his disciples so that They may endure the hostility of their enemies When he told them If the world hates me That's why he hates you Etc He prepares them also By presenting himself as an example So that they may have more courage in following him He gives them the promise of the Holy Spirit will come and testify of him of Jesus so that they may become themselves witnesses through the work of the Holy Spirit in his listeners the end of the quote this actually concludes chapter 15 from the gospel of St. John glory be to God forever and ever